What's up, ladies and gentlemen, Ryan Hafey with Hafey Digital here. Welcome to episode number 14 of the Hafey Digital Podcast, a show for creators, makers, and doers, where my goal is to help you make to the max. Today, is something is definitely going wrong today uh, because uh, we've got a lot of things going on right now. But today, we're going to be talking about the pros and cons of doing daily challenges. Should you be doing daily challenges? I've done a couple. Let's talk about it. Uh, if you're new to the channel, be sure to hit that subscribe button and follow me on social media at Ryan Hafey uh, on Instagram and Twitter. So like I was saying, but you couldn't hear me because I had you on mute. I, I was saying that things were going to go wrong today because there is just so many things going on here. I've got Instagram live. I've got YouTube live. I've got this thing, which we'll talk about here shortly. Um, I've got just a lot of things going on right now. So um we're just we're just going all in on this one. Let's see what happens. But anyway, so all right, let's make sure my levels are good. YouTube's looking good. Stream's looking good. Okay, I think we're in motion. So, yes, the topic for today is going to be daily challenges, pros and cons. Um, should you be doing daily challenges? I have done a couple myself. I'll talk about that experience along with um, just a, an interview that I watched recently that was pretty inspiring to say the least. By the way, today's uh, flavored water is uh, not the bubbly variety. We're going with Arrowhead Black Cherry, and it's already making me burp, so just a for, fair warning there. Okay, so first of all, updates. We've got a couple things to talk about before we get into the main topic today. The first is this, and, and this, and this, and this. So a company called Fifine, I believe it's pronounced, they, they said in their email, it's Fine Fine. But there's no, there's only one in in there. I don't know if you can, let me, I'm just going to, there you go. That's the name of the company. I believe it's a Chinese company. Let's get the focus back there. Perfect. And um, they, uh, they just reached out and said, hey, would you be interested in trying out our wireless microphone system? It's the K037 wireless microphone, wireless lavalier microphone system. Um, it was good timing, actually, because, well, not necessarily good timing, but I've for, for a while now, maybe a year or so, I've been thinking about getting some sort of wireless transmitter system. I actually just recently settled on getting the um, Tascam DR10L, I think it is, which is, it's not a wireless transmitter, but it is a recorder that you clip onto whoever is um, the subject, whoever's on camera, whoever's talking, and then it connects to a lavalier mic. So it's basically recording on the person uh, versus transmitting that signal, which has its downside. Obviously, you can't monitor that, but the good side is that um, it, it offers like dual record. So you can record at, you know, negative six or negative 12 uh, decibels. So if there's any clipping, you can avoid that. So you get two separate files basically. Um, but yeah, so they reached out. They, they didn't, this isn't sponsored by this company by any means, um, but they did pay for me to receive this. And I told them in exchange, I would give them a nice, honest overview here on the podcast. So what we're going to do is I'll kind of walk really quickly through what comes in the box and uh, we're actually going to hook it up and you can get some live audio samples to see what it sounds like. So first impressions of this thing. Um, I mean, all in, it was 45 bucks. Wireless transmitters is a good ones. Um, I don't know a ton about them, but I know that they're not cheap. So 
you know, I guess everything, all opinions will be framed within the fact that it's only a $45 device. And there's a link in the description, by the way, if you want to check it out. So first of all, this is the, let's do a top down view here. This is the box that came in, a little owner, owner's manual here, this little thing, little whatever branded piece of paper, nicely padded in there. Um, the box, there it is. And the box has the logo. Let me turn that around so you can actually see it. There you go. I find technologies um, and in the box you get one uh, this is the receiver uh, right here you get a transmitter which is here uh, you get a lavalier mic which plugs into the transmitter you also get a headset which I don't see myself ever using but it comes with a headset which is interesting it's also got this kind of I'm not actually sure what kind of uh, input that is like a XLR mini XLR input of some kind. I'm not sure, but that's what this thing uses. Also, it comes with two of these adapters here. So you have the receiver, which has the quarter inch uh, plug on there. And then these, there's one that goes into your phone, which by the way, if you have a phone that has a headphone jack still intact, you're in luck. If you have an iPhone, I actually haven't tested it with the iPhone lightning adapter. So I'm not sure if this will work. But if you have a headphone with a headphone jack or a phone with a headphone jack, then you can use this or you can use what's the other one, which basically looks identical, but it's plugged into the, the Atom right now. So I can only show you part of it. I didn't want to have to reach behind it to uh, get it all plugged in anyway. So that's everything that comes in the box. So what I want to do, and this is where things get a little tricky. We're going to plug this in. And I'm going to clip the lav mic here onto my shirt. And we're going to turn on the receiver here. Let's do a little picture in picture, shall we? Perfect. Okay, so we've got the receiver here. And there's one, there's, sorry, two buttons on the receiver. This top set button is to change the channel, I guess, or the frequency. And then this is uh, obviously just on off. You press on and off for a couple seconds there. And then starts up very quickly. Obviously, you don't get a ton of display on the screen. It's just kind of the frequency that you're on um, and the battery level. And uh, that's it. Um, the connector, it doesn't screw in at the top, but it stays in pretty firmly, uh, which is nice. It's got, uh, it's kind of a big unit. So this is, this is going to be kind of big on someone's back pocket. But, uh, you know, again, 45 bucks. And then over here, the receiver... I found this a little bit confusing, but when you turn it on, um, it says it turn, the light turns red, which would normally indicate that you don't have a good connection. But in this case, with this particular unit, um, a red light means that, it's, that the receiver and the transmitter have been connected. So let's see if we can figure out how to do this. I'm going to turn this on. Hello? Hello? Okay. So... If everything is going well, hold on. Okay. So I can hear, all right. So because I'm going through the ATEM, I have a bit of a delay in the audio. But right now, the audio that you're hearing is direct from this lavalier mic. I have it running from the transmitter wirelessly to the receiver, which is right here. Let's go back to this front view. Um, so the receiver is over here being plugged in. Oh. 
let's see. Oh, there it goes. There's, oh, we up? Okay, great. So it seems like the connection may be a little fragile <laughs> over on the receiver side, possibly. I don't know, I could have just bumped it. But um, first thing I notice is that the, and if you're watching on Instagram, by the way, sorry, you can't hear this audio test, you can only hear me, but first thing I notice is that the noise floor, it, it's a little noisy. I mean, I do have my headphones up pretty high, but there is a fair, about a, noise, a fair bit of noise. It is pretty consistent noise, so I imagine you could probably take it out in post. Uh, but again, $45. Uh, so if you are in need of a wireless transmitter system, by the way, this audio is going straight into, um, th this is, this is not unprocessed audio. From when I'm using this mic here, Everything is going through the roadcaster. I'm using all the preamps and all the noise gate and all that kind of stuff. This is fresh out of the, uh, this is fresh audio just out of this unprocessed. So this is what you're gonna get from this. Uh, if you know anything about audio, again, you can probably get into uh, Adobe Audition after the fact and touch it up and remove some of that background noise. Um, but yeah, that's what we're sounding like. I guess it's not too bad. I think I probably need to do some comparisons with this and the uh, the Tascam, the aforementioned Tascam DR10L. That's a $200 lavalier $200 mic setup. Again, 45 bucks. Um, and each of these, by the way, one of these, I think this one takes AA batteries, the, the transmitter and then the receiver takes AAA, if I'm not mistaken. I'll drop my little army man. But there you go, that's your little preview preview of the Fifine wireless microphone system. Check the link in the description if you would like to see more about this. And let's get this thing off. Okay, my backup. Turn off the mic there. How's my audio looking here? Perfect. All right, let me get this thing off of me here. Oh, my mom just joined the live stream. Hi, mom, on uh, Instagram. Everybody say hi to my mom clean up my mess okay all right let's find our bearings Are we good we're good okay what's next um so next thing i want to talk about i was having some issues not really issues I, the i was having some problems with obs recording uh i noticed when you watch the, the recordings, the, the playbacks that I do when I record into OBS, they look fine um, and, and at, at full speed. But I was doing some editing and I was going through frame by frame and I noticed that uh, there was some missed frames. It was skipping frames. And this is happening. Just, I got I to gotta pull this. See? Uh, sorry, my headphone cable was like wrapped around and pulling on me anyway um so yeah when i would record an obs i i would it would be skipping frames and this is despite not seeing any dropped frames um i typically don't have any issues with overload on the pc for example right now i'm using 6.9 percent of my cpu i'm not sure exactly what my usage is on the graphics card but i i'm showing i've been live for 14 minutes and 30 seconds and I haven't dropped a single frame yet. So bandwidth and internet speed is obviously not an issue. Um, but for some reason it keeps skipping frames and I couldn't figure out why my first thought go back here, by the way, I, I got a little, uh, 
see if you can see this. Probably not. But back here, yep. this is a, uh, I got a little swivel mount, which is kind of cool. It's from a company called, I honestly have no idea, Sky JFFY. Anyway, um, the mount that I had up here, the GoPro mount, was just kind of a forward and backward mount, and, I, and it was stuck to the top of the tower, so I couldn't move it around. But this thing allows me to kind of move it all over the place. So I was able to get a little bit higher vantage point and I was able to position it a little bit better so you can kind of get a nice behind the scenes view of everything here. Um, and I can't even remember honestly why I cut to that angle. So we're just going to go back to this angle. But anyway, um, I lost my train of thought. Great. But yeah, so recording, dropping frames. Uh, so I, I tried a bunch of, of different settings to try to figure out what exactly was causing the drop in frames. And uh, I tried different bit rates. Um, I tried different, you know, quality settings. I tried just about everything. And um, what I ended up figuring out, hopefully, is that it was the recording format that I was using. I was actually recording to MKV files, um, which I had seen in a couple of places was the recommended file format to use because uh, the files end up, are relatively small. And then after you're done recording, you can do what's called remux them, which is a word I'd never heard until I started using OBS, but basically just quickly converts those MKV files to MP4 files. And I found that when I started recording directly at, at MP4, um, it was, it was working. Okay. I shied away from using MP4 for a while because let's go here. I wonder if I can make this any bigger. Not really. But there's a warning on the, uh, whenever you select MP4, the recording saved to MP4 slash MOV will be unrecoverable if they cannot be finalized, which I don't typically have any problems with that. So that didn't really bother me. Um, so we'll see. Um, I haven't done extensive testing since I kind of figured out that that's what was potentially causing it. I just recorded a couple clips and quickly scrubbed through them. So um, let's just hope that uh, that it's working that way. And if not, it's back to the drawing board. I initially thought, oh, I know why I cut to this view. I initially thought that because I'm using this um, field monitor here for framing, because basically what I do is I have my, my A6500 uh, going out, uh, HDMI out to this field monitor, and then from this field monitor into the Ada Mini, and then the Ada Mini into the computer. So there's a lot of things going a lot of different directions. Um, so I, I thought that maybe, okay, maybe the signal is getting into the field monitor and the field monitor is doing something to the feed that's messing it up between before it gets to the Atom. Tested that, it wasn't the case. Um, tested a bunch of different settings in the Atom. That didn't seem to change anything either. So the only thing that I did that allowed me to get any sort of um, good results were to change the file format to MP4. So I guess I'll follow up next week after I look back at the recording of this episode to see if um, that resolved the situation. So that was update number two. So I guess now we'll move on to the topic at hand. You know what? No, I lied. I want to, I want to, I want to talk about something that I wasn't originally going to talk about, but it's so frustrating that I have to bring it up. Um, I don't know if anybody out there uses uh, smart light bulbs, 
like the like the Philips Hue or any of those. Uh, I got a couple Lifix, L-I-F-X. Um, it's one of the bigger names, I guess. I've got a few of those in the house. I've got one for the dog's room, which is actually right on the other side of this wall. This light here is a Lifix bulb. And then I bought two more indoor-outdoor bulbs, which I put in our front porch so that I could set them up to where they would go from day to night, night to day, uh, automatically without having to worry about flipping switches on and off, et cetera. So I set them up. First time I remember setting them up, I remember it was a, a bit of a pain, kind of annoying to get them connected, but it wasn't too bad. And for a couple months, I think we bought them back in December, for at least like a month, month and a half, they were working fine. No issues. And then Lifix updated their app. Something happened at some point, one of the lights became disconnected and I went to try to reconnect it. And that took me, that led me to the worst user experience I've ever had in my life. It took me almost two hours. And look, I mean, you guys can see all the stuff that I'm doing here. Uh, I, I'm, I'm not totally incapable of using technology. I have some kind of understanding of what's going on with all this, this tech stuff that I'm doing. It took me like two hours. I followed all their troubleshooting stuff. I, you know, uh, disconnected Wi-Fi, forgot network on my phone, did some things on, on my phone. I, I reset the light multiple times. I tried to connect it through the Lifix app, through the Apple Home app, through everything, and it wouldn't work. And if you go and look in the App Store, if anybody has any Lifix light bulbs out there, if you look in the App Store, their app right now is just getting creamed with horrible results. Another thing, too, if you now the way the app set up, if you try to set up some sort of um, schedule, like a data day to night dusk, uh, data dusk, I think they call it schedule. Anytime you go in and change settings, it duplicates the schedule. It just keeps duplicating it, duplicating it. And then you have to go in and delete all of them. And I would go in and delete some and they wouldn't delete it like with that until I had to go through like three tries. So this last time I finally got it up and running and it worked fine for a week. Then we had a the guy from CenturyLink come in and check our internet connection the other day. We were having some issues, and now one of the lights is disconnected again. And now it's worse. I can't get it connect to connect. Period. It's just it won't connect at all. So um, I can't say that I've ever been more frustrated with a piece of technology than I have with these light bulbs. I don't know if it's an app issue. I don't know if one of these light bulbs for the outside because that's the other thing too. Like this light and the dog's light didn't really haven't really had any problems but the ones out front just for whatever reason will not connect and it's super freaking annoying and i hate it and i want to rip my hair out and i've sent them a bunch of angry tweets and direct messages on twitter and they haven't responded and my only assumption is that they don't care uh so that's my rant for today on lifix smart light bulbs keep that in mind next time you are in the market for getting some at this point i cannot recommend them at all now you, they'll still work. You can turn the light switch on and off and they'll work on full blast. But that's not what I bought them for. I bought them so that I could schedule them so that I wouldn't have to think about that. But if every week they're going to disconnect and then I'm going to have to spend two hours pulling my hair out trying to connect them, no, I don't, I don't, I don't want that. But I'm too invested now. I don't want to go out and buy more smart light bulbs. They're expensive. Okay, with that out of the way, out of my system, let's talk about daily challenges. So um, I was actually going to talk about a different topic today, but because 
I knew I had to review this uh, microphone and talk about some other things. Um, I didn't, I didn't want to, because it, it it'll probably be a long episode when I do it. But I was going to talk about just sort of how my my process, my progress, and my journey through and into photography and video, like how I kind of got to where I'm at at this point. Um, for really, I've, I've always kind of wanted to tell that story, I guess, but also. I, I always find it interesting to hear other people's life stories. Like if there's other people that I see that are doing cool things, not that I'm necessarily doing cool things, but other people who are doing cool things, I always want to know what, what, how'd you get there? What kind of steps did you take to get where you're at? So, um, so I'm going to keep that one for another day. But, um, the reason that I wanted to talk about daily challenges today is because I saw an interview. It's actually an old interview. I think it's uh, around a year old. Uh, but the future, F-U-T-U-R, uh, it's a marketing digital agency. Um, Chris Doe is the uh, owner, I guess, um, and smart dude, by the way. Um, he has a lot of great content on YouTube. Go check him out. But they did an interview with this guy called uh, that goes by Beeple, B-E-E-P-L-E. -E -E. um, I know Joe Rogan's talked about him a lot. Uh, he's huge on Instagram. In fact, I've got him pulled up here. Let's bring... So this and, and uh, graphic content warning. So this dude has 1.4 million followers. <clears throat> and art shit for your face hole. So this is the kind of stuff that he produces. Now it's a little bit, you know, morbid, a little dark, a little dystopian. But um, I, I personally like his style a lot because I think it's super creative. But I think... The most amazing thing about all of this is that he does one of these every single day. Look at this. And it's not just images. He does, let's see if we can, okay. Yeah, we can do this. So watch, uh, January 21st. Oh, Jan another January 21st. January 20 20th, January 19th, January 18th, January 17th. This is all original stuff that he's doing on a freaking daily basis. Let's get to one of his animations. Again, graphic warning on some of these animations. But, uh... Anyway, that, to me, that is just gnarly. The fact that this dude on his own, you know, on his own accord can do this every single day. And he's done this for a long freaking time. Um, it just blows my mind. There are certain people in the world that have the ability to do this. Uh, and it's mind boggling to me. Um, and I've done some daily challenges before. Let's go back. Let's see. Uh, okay. I've done daily challenges before. Uh, I've done two, um, like month long daily challenges. One was uh, vlogist, um, as they call it, just take August and make it vlogist and, uh, 30 vlogs in 30 days or whatever it was. And that was, um, it was a good experience, but it was, it was very frustrating because I mean, if you want it to be, anything at, at, at all entertaining, you have to come up with a premise or some sort of storyline every single day. 
which is why guys like Casey Neistat, who did it for, what was it? I don't know, like 800 days or whatever it was that he did it for. Like that's mind boggling. And I've actually, I remember um, on the uh, creator retreat, I went back to in December with uh, Levi Allen and Jevin Dovey. Levi Allen was actually in Casey's New York studio on, while he was doing these daily vlogs, if I remember correctly. Um, and he was, he was there while Casey was like trying, like toiling almost like he, Levi described, he was almost in like physical pain, trying to figure out what kind of story he was going to tell for the day. He's walking back and forth, pacing this and that, and finally said, boom, I got it. And then just went to work and did it. There was no planning. There was, you know, none of that. And he was able to create this, what was uh, the, the video. And I, I'm forgetting which video it was off the top of my head. I think, oh, I think it was the one where he details kind of like his daily routine, getting up in the morning, how much time he spends, you know, gets up super early, goes to the office, by, he gets by home by five o'clock for family time, whatever. It was, it was that one. And Levi was there to kind of witness his process. And, you know, when I make a video, I have to sit down and, okay, what am I going to make? Let's make some bullet points. I might even write up like a kind of a basic script or at least some, some things to hit on. Um, and it's got to be well outlined. Otherwise, I feel like I'm going to miss something. But Casey will just come up with a premise and then boom, run with it. And that only comes with crazy consistency um, that a lot of people don't have <clears throat> or could really never have. They don't, most people don't have the discipline for it. But when I did these, these daily challenges, you know, the, um, the daily vlog challenge was probably the most frustrating. The other one that I did was uh, called 31 days of tutorials. And this was, uh, I think it was a start. Yeah. Last year, January was when I did this one and it's on my main channel. Um, just search, uh, Ryan Hafey on YouTube and you'll, you'll find that one, but it was just 31 tutorials in 31 days and quick hit tutorials. Um, you know, premiere pro, I think I might've done a couple of photography tutorials here and there. Um, somehow I made it work, but that one, that was actually a lot easier because I had time to plan that one. I opened up a spreadsheet and said, okay, what makes sense? What kind of order makes sense? Let's, let's on this one, I'll do this topic, this topic. And they were all topics that I already knew and didn't need to research or anything. So the information was already in my head. I could plan ahead. Um, and, uh, and it, it made it relatively simple. I mean, it was still a lot of work going through all that, but with the vlog stuff, that none of that was planned. It was just, okay, I'm going to grab the camera. I'm going to tell a new story every day. I'm going to talk about a new topic every day. I remember one day in particular, I think I recorded and started editing. I think I, I, I recorded two videos and scratched both of them before I recorded a third video about being frustrated that I couldn't figure out how to, what video to record or something along those lines. Um, but definitely after like day 20, it was, it was kind of like running a marathon. If you, if you've ever, I've only run a half marathon, but when you get to kind of that 10 mile mark is when it, things really start to get nasty and, and you're, uh, you're, you're not feeling so great and you just kind of want to get to the finish line, but that's what it felt like. So, um, I learned a lot though, from those experiences and what I learned, number one was that I can do it. Um, you know, I, I, I make videos at this point, I'm, I don't know, once every two or three weeks is, is probably where I'm at. I mean, I'm honestly the most consistent with this, but this is, 
pretty easy in the sense that I can just turn on a couple of things, hit go, and then I'm, I'm up and running and live streaming. I got the sniffles. Um, and this is done in real time. And then after it's done, it's just there and it's, and it, it's live versus like the video I'm working on now, which I talked about last week. Um, it's going to be a in-depth, uh, overview of the gear that you need, just the gear and equipment that you need for live stream podcast studio and how to go about setting all of it up. Um, and that one, you know, I recorded probably about an hour and a half worth of footage for a video that's going to end up being maybe 10, 12 minutes long. Uh, so yeah, that's, that's kind of how I work now. And, and to, to think that I was doing it every single day for a month, um, I think back in, I, I learned a lot from that as far as like storytelling and organization and just like how to work quickly and efficiently. I think the problem with it is just sort of like, it's just like with it, like if, if you go on a diet, a lot of people go on diets and they're like, okay, I'm, gonna, I'm on this diet for three months and then they finish the diet after three months and then they just sort of go back to what they were doing before. These daily challenges are great, um, but really, I mean, un unless you stay consistent with it after the fact, what is what gain do you really get from it? I honestly feel like I'm kind of at the point because I haven't done vlogs in so long and because I haven't really edited a ton of original videos in a, a good amount of time that I'm sort of losing some of the skills that I had achieved um, from the times when I was editing a lot more frequently. And that kind of sucks. I've actually considered going back and doing some more, um, at least more frequently, or even toying, toying with the idea of doing some sort of daily content, whether it's maybe like a just a editing together a, a high quality 15 second Instagram story that I can throw out each day. <clears throat> but I don't know. I haven't I haven't thought of it. But going back to that interview with people, they talked about, you know, they asked them a lot of questions like, um, how much time do you spend on this every day? Um and uh you know kind of where does your money coming from come from a lot of that but like he he had some interesting insights for him it was just sort of what he does now he's done it literally for so long that he's just like you know it's just kind of it's part of my day this is what i do um and he said that i think he said on average it takes him about two hours or so typically for one piece that he does but he's had days excuse me uh, where he works up to 10 hours. And that's pretty insane. Like, think of the commitment that's required for that. The other interesting thing was, you know, one of the questions that they asked was, um, uh, why why not do something like weekly? Why not? Why do daily? Why not just, you know, save yourself some time and do something weekly? And, you know, my 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 thought would have been, well, if you're doing daily, you're not doing as much and you're not practicing your craft as much. And his response was, well, if I did weeklies, I would just wait till the last minute anyway. So it's like, if you're going to wait till the last minute, if you're going to do a weekly challenge and you're going to wait till Sunday uh, at you know 8 p.m. to get started on it and then you push it out on Monday, then why not just do that every day? And that's just something that he's done every day. And he's obviously become an absolute master at his craft 
and um whether or not you appreciate his art you can't uh you can't deny it so <clears throat> yeah pros and cons uh, that that was part of the title whether or not you should be doing daily challenges um i guess it really comes down to what you're doing them for if you're doing them to improve your skills absolutely that's def- a definite pro by the end of whatever time period you choose you're going to have picked up uh, a lot of new skills that you hadn't that you didn't have before um the cons though is that again once you're done if you just if you move on then you ha- you have to you have to bring it with you you have to hold on to whatever it is that you the, the skills that you earn and you have to keep going and keep being consistent with it i think part of my problem was i finished it and i was like well uh, and okay now i need a break and then that break ended up turning from you know a few days to a few weeks and then you know and there was a few periods where i went uh, at least a couple months without making a video despite the fact that i knew i could do it that's the crazy thing is i knew i proved to myself on two different occasions that i had the ability to make a video every single day for a month and um yet i would still make excuses for why i wasn't pushing out a lot of content um after that um so yeah i i would say if you haven't done a daily challenge you should do one just to kind of say that you did it um whether or not you stick with it and take some of those skills with you or or sort of let those skills expire you'll still be glad that you did it because you sort of proved something to yourself but um yeah i don't know it's tough i i may do one though i i may have to get back into it cuz i find myself just making too many excuses i get into creative slumps I guess that's another pro too is when you're doing it every single day, you're forcing yourself to be creative. I think that as a creative, you have to encourage that of yourself. Otherwise you just, just, I know it's been said before and it's kind of cliche, but just like exercising your muscles, if you're not exercising and working at your creativity, it's just going to grow weak and it's going to go away. You can't wait for that spark you have to just kind of just sit down and, and go for it and, and do it. I find that a lot of times if I have to edit a project and I'm kind of toiling over where to go with it, um, you know, sometimes just sitting down and staring at it isn't always the answer, but I might stop and go for a little walk or do a few pull-ups and then I'll have a new idea of what to do next with it. So, um, but yeah, you gotta be, you gotta be um, exercising those creative muscles. So I guess that's my take on daily challenges. I don't know. Uh, I don't know if I really <laughs> had any good points there. Uh, just more of a brain dump. That was a, a subject that I didn't spend a whole lot of time planning for um, today. We actually the reason I'm doing the podcast a little bit late today is because uh, my uh, oldest daughter turned 14 and we went to one of those trampoline parks for her and some of her friends, and that ran a little bit late. So um, didn't have a ton of time to. Uh, do any planning there. And then on Saturday I had a, a videography gig. So a bit busy. See, there I go making excuses, but <laughs> Hey, I did it. I came up with the topic. We talked about it and it's done. And I've been doing, I've been uh, streaming now for about almost 38 minutes. So I think we're in a good place.
And with that, once again, thank you so much for watching. Hit that subscribe button if you're not subscribed already. And be sure to follow me on social media at Ryan Hafey on Twitter, and Instagram. And uh, we will go ahead and see you in the next one. Bye-bye.